Hey, it's week two. We got the Pride coming in to town. Actually, we're going to visit the Pride in Detroit. And we got a special guest coming up, our old friend Ellie. Punk command this. Welcome, 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 Mr. L.E. from the uh, Commanders Declassified, Declassified, formerly known as WFT Declassified. Now they are the Washington Commanders Declassified. How are you, man? I am doing terrific, man. I am doing so well. Everything's going well. I'm glad to see you guys doing well. I always check you guys out, see how you guys are doing. Glad to be back. Thanks for having me. And, uh, you know, let's get to it today. Yeah, it, it's it's week two. Um, first off, real quick, let's just catch up. How, how What do you think about week one, man? Overall impressions? Let me tell you something, man. That was – it's it's hard to enjoy Commanders football games, you know, sometimes. Like last year, there were a lot of boring games. Not boring, but you know when you're not going anywhere and you're watching and you're kind of like, eh, you don't really get all the way into it. It felt different week one for me. Like I felt mm-hmm. like I was watching something that might matter. If not now, then very, very soon. And so that really got me into it. I found myself cheering harder than I have in a long time. And I don't know if that's just because we have like a bona fide quarterback, even if it's not like, you know, Patrick Mahomes. It's a guy that can officially play the position. So that was very exciting. Seeing Gibson in the role that I think most people thought that he was drafted to perform, actually like lighting it up out there was great. And then to have all of the receivers um, just functioning in the offense was outstanding, I think. Somebody messaged me on Twitter and said, um, you know, something to the degree of remember when we had like Isaiah Wright as our wide receiver too, you know, oh, or, uh, Dante Inman or Dontrell Inman. It's like, right. gosh, look, look. That was your guy, guy, though. That was your guy, Inman. <laughs> that was uh, your guy, man. Listen. <laughs> that was your guy. <laughs> man, <laughs> and we really did have some slim pickings back then. Man, we did. <laughs> At receiving core. Um, who is the other big guy? Number 12, 13, big, big tall, like Cam Sims light. Oh, uh, who was that? I forget. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm talking uh, about? Made a couple like beautiful catches, had some good injuries. Um, we're, not, we're not talking about Harmon, are we? Not Harmon. Malcolm Kelly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, I, I, it'll, it'll come I, to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dodson, maybe? No. No, real, real tall guy. He wasn't on the team that long. Dotson, you don't remember? Um, real tall, skinny. Um, man, it's gonna kill me. Marco Mitchell, (laughs) I I don't know. I'm lost, man. Marco Mitchell, I'm gonna look it up. Maurice, Maurice, um, Harris. Oh, no, that was 2020, was it? No, that was like 2018, 2019. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just saying, you go back a couple years, man. We really had some, some, some bad selections at wide receiver that we were were dealing with. I'm but. glad that's over with, man. And it looks like it's going to be over for a long time. I mean, Terry's here for a while. Dotson's a rookie. You know you're getting at least four, if not five years there. Uh, shoot, man. Um, we got Curtis Samuel. We'll see what happens with him, you know, this offseason because this is year two of his three-year deal. And you know this is like the end of the guarantees, I think, or at least close to the end of the guarantees. So um, some decisions to be made there. But it just it's fun to see an offense that's legitimate. Yeah, straight up. Uh, so let's get right into the, the, the game preview. Um, 
Week two, we're one and zero. Lions are zero and one. They they lost to the Eagles last week, thirty eight to thirty five. They it was a little bit of a blowout for for a while at that that uh, Philadelphia Eagles game. At the most, I want to say it was uh, thirty one to seven, uh, and then the, the Philadelphia the second and third quarter just monsters. They they scored twenty four in the second, uh, fourteen in the third, and. Uh, the Lions just had a steady flow of points, seven, 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 and fourteen in the fourth. End up losing thirty-eight, thirty-five. But they put up a good fight against the Eagles, or the Eagles' defense just couldn't. You know, I didn't watch the game; they just couldn't hold them. But they, uh, if you if you paid attention to the Lions, you know, let's just talk about their their depth chart a little bit. Jared Goff, you know, Dev seems to think Jared Goff was a good quarterback in LA. I, I like to give that credit to Sean McVay. Yeah. Um, you know, he th- just because Stafford got in the Super Bowl, golf, golf got to the Super Bowl, so they're they're on the same level, right, Dev? You're, you're big nah, Jack golf. They're, they're not on the same level, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, he did get to the Super Bowl, man, and he played better in it than Stafford did. Yeah. Stafford just won. I mean, he played better. Yeah. What do you have? Two interceptions and a fumble or something? Anybody else do it? They don't win Stafford? Super Bowl, man. Yeah. But you know what? He had the game-winning drive for the yeah, win. Oh, he's always going to he's always gonna win it if it's the end of the game, man. He's like Eli Manning in that regard. He's going to win every time. Yeah. At the end of the game, he's going straight win. up. But um, they they also have one of our our former alum at their backup, Nasty Nate Sudfeld, as their backup quarterback. Nasty Nate. Yeah. Nasty Nate. Nostradamus. Uh, yeah, let's just go to the depth chart real quick. Jared Goff at quarterback, uh, DeAndre Swift at running back with Jamal Williams right behind him. Uh, Amon Ross, St. Brown, uh, DJ like Chart, him, by the way. Josh Reynolds, uh, TJ Hawkinson at tight end. Uh, no real big names on their offensive line beside Penny Sewell. I think we were eyeing him a couple years ago in the draft. Um, their left tackle is Taylor Decker. Going to defense, um, Michael Brockers is a big name. It stands out, of course, uh, Aiden Hutchinson uh, coming out of Michigan. Uh, basically a hometown boy. Uh, other than that, and Jeff Okuda, if you guys remember Jeff Okuda coming out of Ohio State, very highly touted cornerback. Uh, I don't think he's gotten the the burn that everyone thought he was going to have coming out in uh, 2020, I think. Uh, but, yeah, that's the lines for you. So, Ellie, uh, you know, what, what are your thoughts on the 2022 lines? Who, 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 if you had to summarize the 2022 lines, you know, if you've probably taken a look at that a couple times already, what, what would you say? Um, that they are, they're uh, they're hype beasts, man. <laughs> That's what they are to me. They got the hard knocks going. Um, they still haven't figured out the quarterback position. I don't care what you say about Jared Goff; he is not the answer in Detroit. And I think they're just waiting till this upcoming season to draft a guy. Uh, you know, my family's from Detroit, so I check in on them yeah. too. And right. um, you look, that defense is not good. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson last week had almost no impact on the game. You know, I know it was his first game as a rookie, but he did literally nothing. Um, it, nobody on the defense scares me at all. They got a decent safety in Tracy Walker, but they're they're not going to be able to stop anything that we're trying to do, especially running the football. I hope that Scott Turner commits to that. Um, in terms of their offense, Amon St. Amon Raw St. Brown is a dog. I like him. He is a hey, dog. I like him. Yeah, yeah, he gets it done. But you know, and I think they'll be creative enough to where Jared Goff can get him the football. And if you saw our defense last week, there are certainly going to be opportunities. Um, their running back, Swift, has been banged up, but I think he's expected to play. Yep. He, he's going to have a good day against us. That's reality uh, because of what our defense looked like last week. So um, you can't make a lot out of the first week of the season, you know, because a lot of teams looked upside down. 
But I think at least you can tell that the Lions are not there yet. I think they're building their program and they've come, uh, you know, they come along, but they're not there yet. And, you know, everybody says, oh, the Lions are tough because they played the Eagles tough. Well, you know, the Eagles looked bad. You know, it wasn't like the Eagles looked great and the Lions hung with them. The Eagles looked kind of bad last week. So I think that the Lions are probably where the Jaguars are or maybe a little bit worse because at least the Jaguars have their quarterback position solidified. And I think the Jags have more playmakers on defense, especially on the D-line, than what the um, the Lions do. So I I think this should be a statement game for Washington. We should have no issues with Detroit. You know, good teams, they do routine things routinely, right? You beat yeah. the teams you're supposed to beat, and you can lose to the teams you're supposed to lose. And yeah, I think you're right, bro. This is one of those games that it should be a victory. There should be no question about it. Uh, Deb, what do you what do you think about the 2022 Lions, man? When you when you give their roster a quick look, who, who? I, I agree with 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 Le, man. I I think that I didn't see anything crazy uh, that made me scared of Aiden Hutchinson last game. One game though. Um, I am scared of Amon St. Ra in the slot destroying uh, Juice. Man, if you ever, if you, I don't know if you got a chance to watch uh, any of the All-22 clips that uh, I guess Chris Cooley did, uh, one on Sheehan. Uh, there's been a couple on, on Twitter um, of watching them guard the slot, man. He was open. There was about four mm-hmm. times that he was open, just running. They, the slot receivers was running down the field open. And – the quarterback for the um, the Jaguars is just terrible. He just didn't he just didn't see it. Or we got bailed out by Payne, who basically saved three touchdowns. I counted in the just half of yeah. stuff I watched because he was getting right throw to the guys open. He would smack them every time. Yep. Like, but but I'm scared of that because they do have Williams, they do have Amon Saint Ra to run at receiver, and they're all fast. So I. I'm kind of scared of the 35-point games that they just put up. I'm scared of that could happen. I don't hear you, Steve. I'm sorry. Say, same thing that you you said, Dad. 35, 35 points against the Eagles to their Eagles 38. This, yeah, the, the slot thing worries me. Um, had had Lawrence made some throws, it would have been a different story. But I'm, I'm kind of with you. Um, and, and I'm sure you guys heard old – Old Jack Del Rio throwing Jamin Davis under the bus today. He's got to play I, better. I did not. I did not hear any of that. By the way, he, he basically just said he's got to play better. And Jamin, of course, was a, a consummate professional. Says, "Yep, I got to play better." You know, I, it, it would just be nice to see some coaches take some responsibility. Like, I got to coach him up. I got to work with them. He's going to be better. But but instead, it was it was finger pointing. It was you know, Jamin's got to be well, better. I, I was I noticed I was I was listening to Chris Cooley bring I, the particular play everybody talks about where he got lined up on uh on Kurt. Uh, now, uh, yeah, but on, on that play, he's supposed to have a uh, guard the inside. Now, I know he can't run with this guy in a route, but he could basically hold him in a zone for about two seconds if he lines up on the correct side of him. You know, and, yeah. and I think that's because his, his help was to the outside and up. If he's chasing the inside, he has to go in the outside of him and he has help. But if you don't do what you're supposed to do, he has a whole – inside on you all day and he didn't that's the same thing we saw in preseason how fuller got caught onto that tight end in the corner of the end zone yeah when, uh, if he had been guarding the outside route he had linebackers on the inside jumping anything that was going to be a slant so why did you shade to the inside knowing you had inside help that's yeah. a discipline yeah. issue that's a discipline you- issue and that's jack del rio you're right that's jack del rio that's you look Every at what you're saying but you're saying but you're saying it right though multiple people are messing this up so it's not being taught correctly. 
right? Or it's too complex of a scheme for the talent level that you have. Yeah. Jack Rio is not new to this. He needs to adjust his scheme to simplify it for the players that he has with the skills that they have and the experience that they have or don't have. Instead of running the same scheme out there, getting burnt, right, getting cooked repeatedly and saying, well, it's, it, I have never seen a defensive coordinator come out and say what he said today, by the way. Right. Um, you know, you handle that in the locker room or whatever, uh, especially for a defense that was trash last year and it looks to be trash this year. I don't want to understand that comment. But my point is, if you see something repeatedly not working, you have got to adjust that and not ask those players to do it because clearly they can't or they just haven't learned how to appropriately yet. Yeah. And and exactly what, what he said um, earlier in the day, uh, his comments, what, what he said was uh, Jamie Davis felt so played. So, so that's, that's what he was on, on quote saying that it, he played so, so, and he thought, you know, Derek Forrest played a good job stepping in for cam curl. Now the problem, um, I, I don't think Jamie, Jamie definitely could have played better, but I feel like Jamin's losses were him just getting beat. Cause he was mismatched. Well, yeah. I felt, I felt Holcomb just got beat. I felt like you missed too many tackles that, that touchdown, uh, that dude dropped that uh, Holcomb didn't even run out there on him. You know, he, you know, yeah. it's, it, I can't figure out why we blame a guy who essentially is just now finished being a rookie and he's just got beat. I mean, any linebacker on Kirk's going to lose. I don't care if you have Warner, dog. If you got a linebacker on a say on a corner for more than two seconds, a linebacker on a receiver, he's going to lose. I don't care if he's yeah, uh, every time. I don't care. Yeah. Unless he's, yeah, he's gonna lose every time. I mean, there's no ifs. He's gonna lose just, every it, time. It, it worries me because TJ Hawkinson's a good tight end, and once yeah. again, our linebacker core is weak. Well, so, tight end didn't do shit. No, they he didn't. We had, they had Evan Ingram, and they didn't do anything. The, but another thing, another thing, Ron, uh, not Ron, but uh, yeah, Ron said is that I think that um, Curl was supposed to play where what's his face that got all the hits? What's his name? Uh, Derek Forrest. Derek Forrest. That was supposed to be Curl's job. And then I think Jamin Davis on sub packages, that was Derek Forrest's position. So I think that was a kind of a thing where if Curl played in those positions where he was matched up on Curl would have been Derek Forrest. I don't know if that would have mattered. But, yeah. but, but you know, I, I can see Derek Forrest doing a better job guarding than a linebacker. Yeah. And, and this is Jack Del Rio's exact quote. He said, I saw a lot of things this offseason and I thought he'd play better play a lot better. You guys can make it whatever you want to make it. I said what I had to say. I'm trying to be honest. I'm not burying the guy. I, might, I just, might be trying to motivate him. I just, I, yeah. So, there's a science and art to, to doing stuff like that with people. And clearly I don't think that was, I don't know if that was either one of them, especially a, a young wow. rookie. I know he was drafted on talent and potential, not performance, but George Carney made a good comment. It was on our show the other day on Twitter day. They should have, if they wanted that, they should have drafted Jeremiah Owusu Karmore. If they wanted someone polished, ready to go. I think that was your yeah. guy, Dev, wasn't it? Man, I was anybody that plays Mike is my guy, dog. <laughs> if his name is Mike, he's my guy. Mike, Micah, I mean, I, Micah. Yeah, Mike, any, yeah, that was definitely my guy. I would have taken, yeah. I would have took any Mike, but you know, I, I'm still on the Jamin Davis um, bandwagon, man. I, I like to see him pass rush more and not be in coverage as much. I like, yeah. I like yeah. Jamin Davis, man. Um, yep. But I, I, like I said, he's just, I think his problems are experienced and not skill. He has the skill set to run with the receiver in his zone. He can't carry him upfield, but he can definitely yeah. carry him in his zone. 
on the other hand, Holcomb doesn't even try, man. He just jumps to his zone and stands there, man. If it didn't throw him to him, he's not defending yeah. it, bro. Yeah. And and I, and I think, damn, man, my just got lit up. But definitely, I wish that we had a mic, man. What, what what's Hightower? High Hightower Tower still out there, right? Hightower's <laughs> still available. Thirty-two years Come old, on, man. Bro. Yeah, Come I mean, on, we gotta man. we gotta have an honest conversation about Cole Holcomb, I and mean, everybody's just gotta admit he's not good. He's not good. He, you know, he makes some plays, um, and you know, you'll see some some splash plays from him, but he's hurting the defense. I mean, you know, he people see a lot of tackles from him and think, oh, we got a great linebacker. No, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, we don't. We we got a guy that's consistently not impactful in the run game. He's getting pushed back every time he tries to make a tackle. He, he's fall, like he contacts the ball carrier and then gets three yards further down the field every time Cole Holcomb tax, uh, you know, tackles people. Um, he's just constantly out of position, in the wrong gap. I, I don't know I, why people like Cole Holcomb so much. He's just not I'll give, give you an example of a good defensive player. Play. I'm just – I'm literally watching this game. Play number one, Bosa hits Mahomes on a throw incomplete. Play number two, Max sacks, uh, sacks Mahomes. Play number three, end uh, play number two. Third down, Derwin James Jr. hits a dude five yards behind the line of scrimmage. Three in a row. That happened three plays in a row, man. Yeah. And we, and, you know, that that's a defensive player, man. Holcomb's right. not. Holcomb can't do those things. Not that he's not that I expect him to, but I mean, dude, he's a running back. He's 180 pounds, dog. You know what I'm saying? How are you missing all these tackles, man? Yeah. How are you not running out in the zone? And their only weapon really was a ETN, man. I mean, Kirk is dope, but Kirk was on a linebacker making plays, man. You know, Kirk right. was St. Juice is garbage too, by the way. I'm tired of that. Trash. Man. I'm Trash. tired of St. Juice, man. Yeah, he like, had all that hype last season. Man, he wasn't even good last season. Nope. He wasn't good last season. No, no in the preseason coming right. into. Yeah, and then the first game played, he got roasted. Second game, he had a concussion or some <laughs> shit. You know, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't get it, man. I don't yeah. get it. Like, I would, I don't understand why Johnson isn't playing slide. He seemed pretty good at it in, in, re, in preseason. I know. Every time he plays, he doesn't look bad. He's not the reason you're getting killed when he plays. Right. Yeah. You're playing guys that's getting us killed, man. And then you blame a Jamin Davis for it. Yeah. Who has the least experience of everybody on that defense. Right. Don't seem right. How, how are y'all watching these Thursday night games? You watch the Amazon, Amazon Prime? Prime. Yeah. yeah, the app. Yeah. Uh, did you guys get to watch Hard Knocks at all? No. I did, yeah. Okay, I've I've watched two episodes thus far. I got I'm still playing catch up, man. I'm so far behind. But Dev, you know, Ellie, you know what Hard Knocks is. You've seen Hard Knocks in the past before. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's a showcase of a team. You get, of course, I think a lot of it's Hollywood production increase, and they're saying things for the camera. And but when I watched Hard Knocks coming into the season, you know, Aaron Glenn, I think he's the offensive coordinator, and then Mark Brunel the quarterback's coach, former Redskin. I mean, I think between all the coaches, who's the other the defensive guy? Oh, Deuce Staley. Deuce Staley, yeah. Deuce Staley. Uh, I think between all his coaches, Dan Campbell has like 80-something years of, of football experience. And it's completely, completely not common in the NFL where all of your coaches are former players. But the swag that these guys have on, on Hard Knocks, Dev, I, I, I was wondering if this was going to cross over into the games. I don't think it crossed over in the last game. They can't I'm pretty coach. sure it's not going to cross over to this game. But None some of those things- dudes can coach. Like I, 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 you, watch, you watch the show, 
What are they coaching? All they're doing is talking shit to each other. That's what I'm saying. They're just yelling at each other. They, right. I don't see anybody going to X's and O's. The only guy I see coaching is whoever that dude is with dreads and the team, the line coach or whatever, your linebacker coach. He's the only guy I see sit down players and tell them what they need to do to fix things. Everybody else is calling somebody sorry and yelling or yeah. trying to give them a motivational speech. But, yeah. you know, the lines, it's just like Davis, man. The end product is what I'm looking for. Last year, I called McCain terrible. In the last six, seven games, McCain was one of our most consistent players, man. So I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't mess with McCain anymore. You know what I'm saying? I, I, as, I mean, that's that's how it works. I'm all prepared to say the same thing about Jamin and Holcomb. It's the end product that matters. But somebody said it to me at the Corvette plant today, man. They said, "Hey, man, nobody cares about the conveyor belt. They only care about the end product. They don't right. care about what goes on on the conveyor belt, man." That's true. You know, and that, and that's what that's the way it is with football, man. We only care about the end product, man. But what what. what what I'm what I'm trying to say is having in the two and a half episodes that I watch, they hype up Aiden Hutchinson and they hype up um Williams. What's Williams' first name? Uh excuse me, Jamal Williams. Yeah. They hype him up, even though he's not the primary, you know, uh DeAndre Swift is elite, but they hype them up and not watching them fully, you know, because we only watch them tangentially and, and to hear at least say Aiden Hutchinson played like garbage. Like, but on the show. Had you watched, you'd be like, man, this dude's going to be a force to be reckoned with. And we're yeah. not going to be able to guard him. And and it's it's really kind of reassuring for you to say that, you know, having seen what I have saw on Hard Knocks to reality in, against Philadelphia Eagles. So it's kind of refreshing. You know, I was, I was well, like, Eagles, man, Eagles, are, Eagles are better than us, though. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> take that with a grain yeah. of salt. They scored 35 on a team that's supposed to be way better than us. So you can take however you want to take that. <laughs> yeah. Sack sac, and hurt. It's probably a little easier, a little harder to sacking Wentz. This yeah. slow six foot five ass. You know, it, yep. uh we we kinda we kinda hit on this earlier, but are there any particular you know matchups, Ellie, that, that you think that we should be looking for on offense and and or or defense? Uh yeah, man. Terry on uh Okuda. I think Terry will eat that man alive. They in school together. Yeah, I think they were. Yeah, yeah. yeah twenty twenty. Yes, they were. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think. I mean, I mean any, our receivers against any of their corners, I think, is a good bet. I think our tight ends against their linebackers is a good bet. I think we we just all day. What I what I don't want to see happen is Tracy Walker come down in the box, um, you know, and, and we're being careless. Like you know, the, the the picks that happened last week, Tracy Walker was a run those back, you know, for a touchdown or something like that. But I don't think those types of picks are going to happen twice close to the line of scrimmage. Their defense doesn't bother me. Um, what what concerns me in terms of matchup-wise with their offense is any any of our corners against St. Brown. Our corners haven't been good this year yet. I mean, it's only been one game, but they weren't good in the preseason either. So, I don't know. Like, if they put Benjamin St. Juice on uh, St. Brown, I'm just going to start him in fantasy on my team because I know <laughs> what's going to happen. He's going up, man. Yeah, and, and DJ Chark is no slouch. I mean, he's not – a world beater, but he's not, you know, he's not yeah, terrible. Yeah, four receivers better than Chark. No, no, I'm talking about again going against our cornerbacks, you know, Chark and right. we got and four St. receivers Brown. better than Chark. Y'all go against two in practice every day. If Chark goes off, man, you gotta sit. It's gonna be St. Juice's fault, too. I can guarantee it. Like I I, I like I like St. I wish they just I don't know. I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna make a meme like out of myself again by saying it, but Make St. Juice a safety, man. You know, I don't, I don't know what 
What you want? Just that cut him. To do? Forget to make him. Just cut him. He's trying. Derek Forrest yeah. had the game he had, you know, last week playing like you know, baby Shanti and just everywhere. All of that dude was a ball hawk. I mean, he, we get that again. Linebacker. Ron said it. He's supposed to be your nickel linebacker guy, and he didn't get to because he had to take Curl's spot. So yeah, we'll but, see. Maybe maybe Curl plays. He said Curl could have played last game. Got to push it, but he literally set out one. Yeah, I'm Wait, hoping. For the record, I picked Chargers to to win this game. I got Kansas City. Yeah, I just, I think the Chargers should win, man. But it's hard to go against Andy and Mahomes. It's Mahomes, man. It's rough, man. Mahomes. Listen, uh, listen. So look, this is when I say they're not good. Miles Sanders last week. Miles Sanders, who yeah. has been hardly part of the Eagles offense right the last couple of years, kind of in and out of the lineup, depending on the coach fields. 13 carries, 96 yards, a touchdown, 7.4 yard average. But I think Miles Carry, I think Miles Sanders is better than uh than uh than the Giants mm-hmm. running Saquon Barkley. You no. think so? No. Yeah, no. <laughs> like no now, sure. now, now, not if you take out the first two years, obviously, but now, yeah, man. No. I mean, maybe Saquon's <laughs> back though after one game. But the last couple of years, man, I mean, Sanders just gets hurt all the time, too. He He's does. usually pretty productive. He gets hurt, Look, though. Hurts kept the ball. 17, I had 17 carries for 90 yards. Right. That's 186 yards rushing two. between those two players right. and a touchdown. A.J. Brown. So you gave up 186 yards on the ground to two players, and you gave up 155 yards receiving to one guy on 10 catches. Like, that's nuts. That is good on the lines of the duty. Awful defense. Awful defense. I, I Chark had four catches, 52 yards. St. Brown, eight catches, 64 yards. So everything he was doing was close to the line I mean, of scrimmage. Swift, right? DeAndre Swift did go off, though. That's what kind of that's something 15 to look out for, for 144. Yeah, he yeah. averaged almost 10 yards of carry. That's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. But I think our run defense might be okay. It's, it's literally the pass defense that I, I think I'm a little more worried about than than uh, the run defense. But key matchups for me that I'm looking for is, we kind of just said it, DeAndre Swift versus our run defense. I I think it's a huge matchup because I think if they can establish the run, then the rest will just fall apart because they're playing the run. We already can't play the pass too well. So, And then I am interested to see how Aiden Hutchinson goes against our offensive line because our offensive line, I don't know what side. he. I don't watch him enough. If they move him around on the depth chart, he's listed as right defensive end. So that means he's going up against left tackle, which is – uh, Charles uh, Leno, he's our left tackle, mm-hmm. and I don't know if they move him around or not. But our offensive line very underrated. They kept Carson well protected and upright uh, uh, last week. I'm very happy with the offensive line so far. So for me, it's Aiden Hutchinson versus. I'll, I'll just say Charles Leno, and then um, DeAndre Swift versus our run defense for um, another key matchup. Dev, you have any key matchups you you think we need to look out for? Uh, whoever's on top of pain is going to lose. I don't oh, know who's man. lined up over pain. That, I mean, you're not going to see the stats uh, of last game, but that's the reason we won the game. And if I'd have just watched the game uh, one time, I would have sworn it was Wentz or somebody on offense. But if you watch the game, man, there was basically Jacksonville lost the game. Yeah. If you, especially not even counting those three obvious mistakes we know of, but man, if you watch the all 22, he had a whole lot of things open, man, and Payne was smacking him every play. I bet he had like six hits on him. And every one of them looked did. like he had a touchdown if he had to hit him. Well, they got a guy named Jonah Jackson at guard. They got no. a guy named Frank Ragnow at guard. I, nobody named Frank is going to guard. 
and then a guy named Logan Stenberg at guard as well. Excuse me, at center. So all hey, young if you're dudes, watching the podcast, dog, if you're watching the pack podcast, don't let anybody name Frank Ragnow. Nobody named Frank <laughs> guard you, bro. Yeah, I'm speaking quite Straight frankly up. right now. Straight up. <laughs> Straight up. All right, Ellie, we'll go back to you. Washington wins if. If they if they get off the plane. No, oh, no, it's a home game, right? <laughs> if they make it to the stadium, that's it. That's all they got to do. They got to show hotel. up. They gotta, no, it's, yeah. it's, this is in Detroit. Hey, I'm all messed up. Yeah, if they get it's off the plane, I take it back. No, no, no. Let me take this back. If they get off the plane, come down John R. Drive, right, and they make it to the stadium safely because Detroit is kind of ghetto. You know, they're, they're, they're cleaning it up a lot. But if they make it to the stadium safely, it's a wrap. This is curtains. This, this is, we're cooking. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. You don't think they can score on us? Man, they might like get they did the Eagles? I, look, I think we're going to run the ball. I think Scott's going to – I don't believe this. But I want them to run the ball. I want Scott to be like, hey, we should really, really concentrate on the run. Even though we were almost, what, two to one past the run last week. I want them to commit to running the ball because Detroit's run defense is awful. Their rookie had one tackle assist last week. He didn't even have like a whole tackle by himself. That's it. I'm not worried. Just run the ball, though. Run the ball. Keep it out of St. Brown's hands. That's it. Yeah. That's fair. Dev, what about you? Washington wins if. Don't turn it over. Um, that's my that's my only thing. We can't do I, Trayvon Walker made a hell of a play. I'm not blaming. All of that on Wentz, that screen interception. The out you threw late and stared the, the receiver down, I do. But, yeah. I mean, every quarterback throws a bad pass here or there. I'm not mad. He's not known as an interception guy. A guy that turns it over a lot, so I'm not that that concerned. But one thing about Wentz that everybody knows is that he thinks every play is a touchdown. Yeah. Like, that's a, one, that's a good thing, something we, we always wanted because we had, you know, check down Kirk. For all those years, you know, but but and 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 uh, Smith was worse touchdown uh touchdown charges by the way, but I, I definitely want us to not turn it over. That's our Washington wins if we don't turn it over. If we don't turn it over, okay, that's fair. Um, I'm gonna continue with the the model that I had last week, and I'm gonna say Washington wins if we can continue to keep the third down. Uh, conversion rate very low. I want to say last week they were three, four, 12. It, it, we, it was really good from our perspective. If you remember last year, we were dead, dead ass last, you know, <laughs> as, uh, as Dev would like to say, um, for uh, third down conversion. So we did a great job. And I think that's the key for us is getting, 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 keep the offense on the field, keep the defense off the field, keep them fresh. That was our, our, our crutch last, last year. So I want to say, so last week we went for third down totals, um, team stats. We were three for 12. So we were seven for 10. They were three for 12. We keep that up. I think that's the key to victory. And it, of course, in, 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 in addition to what you all said, it, uh, this is this should be a win for us, and let's let's transition to this final part. Uh, Ellie, we'll go back to you. Predictions, man. What do you got for a score? So the latest odds I got, uh, it opened up at three. Now it's down to latest I've seen from Caesar Sportsbook, Washington at plus one. So Detroit, Detroit as a one point favorite at home. So essentially, they're giving us a two point spread to win. So that being said, 
What do you got for a final score? 42, Washington, Detroit, 17. Ooh, that's a blowout. Yeah, yeah. it's happening mm. in Detroit. And then mm. they're going to go to Coney Island down the road from Ford Field to celebrate. That's what they're going to do. Mm. All right. Dogs. <laughs> you must say you must hate your, you must hate some family members in Detroit or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, man. I just, we're a better to... team, and we should win. I mean, if this season's gonna go the way we Ve- want to, Ve- we gotta win with that. Vegas said we the worst team. They said the Lions are the best. I mean, which one? Worry about Vegas, not, especially not week one, week two. No way. Vegas don't know anything. What you got, Dev? What do you got, Dev? I think it's a barn burner, man. I think it's a battle of uh, craptacular defenses going ahead. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be very astastic on third downs as usual. I'm going to, I'm going to predict a score of twenty-eight to twenty-four, Washington Commanders. Twenty-eight, twenty-four. The commies. The commies. All right, that's fair. So Phil. He, he's not here today. Uh, couldn't join us dealing with some uh, other stuff. He predicted 33-28 Washington. So we're three for three. And I'm, I'm going to continue that trend. Let's go. I'm going to go 34-27 Washington. I don't think it'll be as big as blood as Ellie thinks going to be, but I think we will, we should win this game handily. And th- and I'll say 27, well, I think we'll probably be playing soft if we're out by a lot. We just tend to play soft and let people come back into it. And that's the mentality I kind of want them to change is, you know, Phil and I were talking about this last week is play to win. Don't play this soft zone defense, prevent defense. Like don't stop pressure them. I don't know if it's a sportsmanship thing, but who cares? Belichick doesn't care. He'll run it down your throat the entire game till the game's over. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I want to see from this team. Like that's the mentality we need. No soft, like, Oh, we're up by ten, and we'll you know no, just keep throwing bombs on 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 you know it's it's fourth quarter and you're up by fifteen. Who cares? Go for it on fourth and one. Like right, that's the stuff we need to, we need to do. And, it, and I'm hoping they're going to do it. I don't know, I don't know, man. We'll see, we'll see. But so we're four for four. If you're listening to this on the replay, go drop your comments of prediction score predictions down in the chat. Uh, just so we can see where we all stand. And then when we do this game review on Monday, hopefully after a victory and we're two and oh, I think a lot of us at least said that we had to at least be one and one before our first division opponent next week when Philly comes back to uh, to town. So if you are a one and one, I think that's okay. You definitely couldn't have been no and two. <laughs> no, disaster. For yeah. sure. Man. Um you yeah, at home. We play the Eagles at home next week. Yes, we'll be, yeah. we win in that game. Fuck the Eagles, man. Week three, week three. <laughs> I, and, I, and I, I'm trying to see who they play uh, this week because it'll be it'll be telling. They have a um, Eagles have. I think they got a cakewalk game. Uh, I don't know why I'm remembering that, but I think they do. Uh, I'll pull it up. Okay. Uh, Eagles play. I was going to say, oh, they play Detroit. That was last week. They play. Um, I got it right here. Where are they at? You got a bye week? Like, what is this? That's what I'm looking for. I can't see them for week two. <laughs> Am I going crazy? Is it me? There's no way they got a bye week. Oh, no. Maybe. They played a second Monday night game against Minnesota. Oh, okay. That's why I couldn't see it. Yeah. Oh, what week is it? Yes, they are. This week. Minnesota. They got Kirk. That's right. They got Kirk on Monday. Oh, they're cooking Kirk. Oh, Monday night. Oh, yeah. I'm going Kirk. <laughs> I'm going yeah. Kirk, man. I'm going Kirk. Dumb I'm going Kirk. 
Hey, this is Kirk's year, big dog. I'm telling y'all, this is Kirk's hey. year. He, I mean, he ain't winning a Super Bowl or no shit. But they Kirk. got they got Philly at a at a minus two, and it's at the Philadelphia. So Kirk, thirty five. They're giving yards, Minnesota one 4, point edge. Yards, thirty four thousand yards, thirty five touchdowns this year, Kirk. This year, I'm Let me tell you something. Like that kid Jordan Davis is serious too, man. He was he was doing things last week. So, uh, you know, I think he'll get to Kirk too. So, or at least you know, hold up their run game a lot. So, yeah, I, I think the Eagles will take that one on Monday night. Kirk Kirk will crap the bed. It's funny they're giving us two Monday night games, a seven fifteen and an eight thirty. If I if I'm reading yeah, that correctly, it's weird. yeah. Usually they do that on the opening weekend of the season, but I don't know. You went out, Ellie. Yeah, you're muted, Ellie. Still with us? Go see the button. There you go. And I don't know why they chose to do that the second week of the season. I don't yeah, I don't know. I, I think you're right. It usually is the first week because they just roll out all the games. The more prime mm -hmm. time, the better. But, yeah, I, I feel you. Um, all right, well, hey, as we close this thing down, Ellie, we want to thank you for taking the time out to kicking it with us uh, to do this game preview. And once again, you're no stranger to, to us, no stranger to uh, people listening to this show. But go ahead and tell everybody where we can find you guys at. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Declassified WFT. Uh, you can hit the site, uh, WFTDeclassified.com. Um, yeah, and we're tweeting all the time. Uh, That's right. Stay you know, busy putting out articles. You know what I'm saying? Drop putting out YouTube link. videos. Make sure y'all go hit the uh, hit their YouTube up yeah. and uh, go like and subscribe. The, the, the link to their channel will be in the description of this video. So please go down yeah. and... Um, some of those and guys I'm listen sure. for anybody that doesn't know i started with these guys right here this is i'm coming back home this is homecoming week for me you know so always uh, have always yeah. have a, a guest room for you man That's always right. we'll leave a light on for you like bob evans <laughs> at That's the motel six we'll give you the key yeah. spare key you know yeah. always always welcome you know you you and your boy uh boys uh eric and uh brian yeah, Brian. Yeah. Brian, Eric, and Brian doing great things over there. Uh, just watched your guys' preview today. It's good stuff, man. Um, articles are fire, man. They're, they're doing well. I appreciate doing you. Doing well. I don't know how you guys are keeping up with all that stuff. That's a lot to keep up with, but it, it's man, too much. My homes just, <laughs> home just did some, I don't want to say the, the R word, but it's some crazy stuff, man. Yeah. yeah. Watch it on the replay. I got it up right here. But um, any shout outs, Ellie, before, you, before we uh, shut this thing down? Oh, yeah, since we rolling. All right, let yeah. me shout out my guy, Steve, my guys, Dev, Phil, uh, you know, all the fellas here with the Command This Podcast. Shout out to Eric and Brian, my crew. Uh, man, shout out to all the Commanders fans who dealt with a lot over the years, and now we got a team worth watching. Shout out to Carson Wentz and uh, Derek Forrest, too, because that dude is a baller. It looks hey, like that. You got to keep going. Sean Taylor out there, bro. Yeah, real. and uh, you know ellie i will tell you the stadium experience last week we talked about the show uh, earlier on monday but it was phenomenal it was i haven't felt you know that way in a long time it just felt like home it felt right the, the crowd was into it wasn't a lot of jags fans so thankfully we had that going our way yeah it was just electric the the rebrand everything's brand new like it was it was on point and the true test will be next Sunday versus the Eagles because you know that it's already sold out. That thing's going to be a sea of green. Rocking. I was at the uh, the Eagles' last home game last year. Uh, there was not a co Commanders fan in sight or a WFT fan. I mean, it was bad. Like The Eagles were like just drowning out the stadium. And we still had uh, something to play for in that game, I think, didn't we? Like It was still like we had a chance. 
yeah. think it um, broke the right way, it, it didn't. But yeah, that, just, I think that put the Eagles into the playoffs. It did, yeah. And Hurts yeah. Hurts folded the following week, but yeah, all good. Hey Dev, any shout outs, man, before we before we close it down? Uh no. Not so shout out to LE for coming to hang out with us, man. This is yeah. always your crib too. Me casa me pod, supod, however it goes in Spanish. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we definitely like having you on here. Shout out to to your podcast where everybody go check out Declassified. Also, man, they they're the they're the best outside of us, obviously, but they're, <laughs> they're the greatest over hey, there, man. You guys are number one. I agree with that. Right. We just doing our thing. So I appreciate you guys. Shout out to Phil, yeah. man. Uh doing the, doing this uh old lady a a, a, a great deed. So he couldn't be here today, you know. Oh, he's doing a Nick Cannon? He's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's over at Nick Cannon. <laughs> he's he's over there like uh he hit us up like like on a Hall of Nights, like I ain't coming home, you know. <laughs> hey baby, yeah, I ain't coming. <laughs> yeah. Tell your mama I ain't <laughs> I ain't coming home. That's how you got Basically, that's kind of how it went. Yeah, that's how it went. Like, you coming on a pod today? Nah, man, I ain't coming on the pod, man. <laughs> I got something else to do with <laughs> it. Oh, man. But, uh, so, yeah, this this will be fun. I'm not sure what we're going to do for Sunday morning. I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll, we'll do a Twitter space thing or something that that, that uh, it's, it's all the rage these days for, for some pregame joint. I've been wanting to do some Twitter spaces in a while. So, uh, Ellie, I don't know if you ever play in that, that area, but I think we might start dabbling in some spaces here on Twitter. It's kind of fun, you know, you get that I audio. I want to do it on Sundays before the game. Like That's what I'm saying. Maybe we'll try that this Sunday. It's 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 low impact. You don't got to jump in front of a computer. You can do it from your phone. So maybe yep. we'll do that. Hit me, man. We'll, you know, I'll be shit. around. Yeah. Check us sure. out also, everybody, on Pornhub. That's why our stream is also. <laughs> hey, shout out, yeah, shout out to Ellie and, and the um, the Declassified crew. Uh, of course, always Ellie, and, you know, uh, Love, love talking to you, man. Uh, good friend. Um, always love catching up with you. And your guys' work is fantastic. So make sure, you, like I said before, go like and subscribe their stuff. Check out their website, uh, their blogs, and, and their articles and stuff. And um, shout out to Phil, could be here with us as well. And shout out to everyone else who, who is going to catch us on the replay. You know, you, you know, we've been going back and forth between lives and pre-recorded videos. So uh, just trying to make a good balance of both. And um, a little, little more stressful to go live. So. A little more chill to, to, to just record and, and just go for it. But, hey, cheers to a victory on Sunday. We all predicted it four at four for four from this crew for, uh-huh. for a win on Sunday. So it is what it is. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And uh, peace and hail. Soul train. Mm-hmm.